There are people you don't feel connected to. You don't feel aligned with. There may be a need in some of us to still be loved by those people because we feel like we have to appease the universe, but we don't really want that connection. So part of the self-work is on letting that go on dealing with the pain that there will be people who don't like you. Welcome to the Ignited Recovery Podcast, a new way forward for anyone looking for answers but feeling left out. If you've been searching for empowerment, triumph, and purpose, you've found them right here. You won't hear the same solutions, and you're not going to have any excuses to fall back on, because Ignited Recovery allows heroes to rise and become their best selves. I'm Dr. Adi Jaffe, and I can't wait to be your guide on this journey. Are you ready to become an Ignited Hero? Here's what came up for me today that I wanted to talk about. And this came out of a conversation in one of our couples groups, WhatsApp. There was a, you see the most incredible opportunity for learning in other people's conflict. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But when you're in the middle of a fight, it's really, really hard to learn anything from it. You're trying to prove a point. You're trying to secure your truth. You're trying to, if maybe even win, you're trying to defend yourself. You're trying to protect what is important to you. And so in the middle of a fight, it's really, really hard to see what's happening for you a lot of times. But I don't know if you've had, ever had this experience. It's so much easier to see it with other people. And so in one of our couples groups, closed couple groups, this couple was having a fight on the WhatsApp, <laughs> especially in writing, right? It gets so clear in writing because you have to think a little bit. We got to see it all unfold in front of us. And I, we, you know, Sophie and I would chime in. Moderating fights is never a good idea. Because it's hard for anybody to be objective in those moments. But but again, the group is actually pretty protective. It's pretty, um, people have been in it have been pretty good. But a few comments were exchanged and and people got hurt. And it was really, it was really, really interesting to see the dynamic unfold. And it brought up a lot of things I thought we could talk about here because they come up in all relationships. And it's so much easier for me to see the lesson because it's not really about me, right? So one of the guys who was, part of this fight, and I don't want to share names, but one of the guys who was the man in the coupleship that was having the fight mentioned this comment about Sophie. A lot of you know my wife. Uh, and he said something like, Sophie, you're so positive all the time. It has to be fake. There's no way you, you must go home and like throw plates and break them or scream at the top of your lung. I just, I can't, I can't believe that you're authentically this happy. And he was saying it tongue-in-cheek. It was pretty clear to me that he was saying it tongue-in-cheek, but a few people got hurt and felt like, you know, he was hurting somebody that they kind of look up to. So they wanted to jump in and defend her. And it was really interesting. Again, kind of they got all of a sudden they felt like they had a dog in this fight. Um, And I didn't want to speak for Sophie, and she chimed in later about, you know, this is just me authentically. But I have to fully admit, when I met Sophie, I was like, this can't be real. Like, there's got to be something has to be here under the surface. And um, 18, 19 years into knowing her, I can tell you it's authentic, but she's not like that 100% of the time. Obviously, there's no human being that is like that 100% of the time. But what I learned that made me different over the 18 years I've known her is she strives to be that way, right? That's the goal. That was not my goal. And this is what I ended up talking about in that group. That was not my goal earlier in life. I was under the very firm impression that you're born alone, you die alone. It's hard to trust other people. 
people will mess with you. They'll screw you. Even the people that you can trust will have opportunities to betray you and they'll pick themselves over you. It was a very dark, utilitarian, ego-driven way of seeing the world. I didn't know it back then, but it was also kind of childish. I wouldn't have said that about myself because I thought I was an adult. You know, I was in my 20s, late 20s still. But it, it left a cloud over my head all the time, all the time. And I walked around in that darkness. And from that perspective, I saw so much proof that I was right. So much proof. People betraying each other all the time. People talking shit about one another all the time to me. And then it was always clear to me the moment I walk out of the room, the conversation would potentially turn and talk about me. So it left me feeling alone. And it wasn't until years into the work with Sophie around relationships, around intimacy and relationships, that I learned two things. First of all, when you come from that orientation, you create this invisible barrier for people that makes it more difficult to engage with you intimately. Pygmalion effect, right? The expectancy bias. When I think people are not trustworthy, I'm not going to give them all I have because I don't trust them to be able to hold it. And if I don't give all I have, they're going to see me as somebody that holds back. Even if they don't know explicitly that I'm doing it, they're going to feel like I'm not all in. And then they're going to hold back or they're not going to see me as somebody they're intimately connected to, which is going to prove to me that they can't hold space for me and they can't be trusted. And then I'll use that as evidence on a repeat cycle. So I live my life like that. Being a drug dealer didn't help, right? Because you know a lot of people that just want two things from you. They want drugs and they want money. And that's what they're in the relationship with you. So I, I got myself, but I don't think it's a coincidence. I think mean, I got myself into that place gradually because it didn't matter. People were not trustworthy. So let me at least make the relationship so clear that we all know what we're here for. That's one thing. When you treat people that way, it creates that natural environment. And the second piece that I didn't know at all was that the reason I was keeping that moat was because I didn't like myself. And that took many, many more years to figure out. Because even when I cleaned up my act and I was getting my degrees and I wasn't using drugs heavily anymore, there was this voice inside of me constantly that doubted me, my being, should people like me? Do they, have, do they have a reason to trust me? Am I worthy of being loved, right? And we can go back to the history, and I get it, and that's a little bit of what we talked about today in the, um, in the Sparrow model for the Unhooked book. There's a history. I understand the history. But I'm saying the, the feeling I brought in all present moments at the time was of somebody who didn't appreciate themselves. So I had to create this defensive structure around me. The way to uncover or the way to get away from, the way to build up both of those capacities were actually different right so on one hand to prove my worth i had to prove my worth to myself nobody could say anything not as an adult anymore maybe as a child but nobody could say anything as an adult that would persuade me that i was worthy that was inside work and in terms of trusting other people that was me releasing defensiveness releasing the hiding that I was doing. And that was what happened in this conversation with this man on our WhatsApp group is he said, literally, he said, look, thank you so much for the words. I'm, I'm not planning on being transparent with people long-term because nine times out of 10, when I do it, 
it causes pain. And I wanted to touch on that little sentence because he's not wrong, but that's the beginning of the journey. And the reason that nine times out of 10, when you're transparent at the beginning, it causes pain is because you've never done it. So it causes internal pain because you have to say things to other people that you've spent your life guarding with everything you had. And saying those things hurts. If it doesn't make you want to cry, you're not releasing the things that you need to release. Asking yourself, holy fuck, am I really going to say these words out loud to people I don't know and may just literally leave me tomorrow? If you're not having that kind of a feeling, we're not talking about the right thing. And so doing this stuff in parallel is difficult because as somebody who doesn't know if they're worthy of love and a corollary of that is if I say some of the things that I've been hiding from, people may leave me. Because they may find out who I really am and they'll know that all the things I've been afraid of my whole life are true. We have to build up our self-efficacy, self-belief, self-esteem on one end. And then as we do it, release it to the world and making ourselves vulnerable to pain. So he's right. Nine times out of 10, it'll cause pain initially. And then it'll be eight times out of 10. And then seven and six and five and four, and you get to a point where like one out of 10 causes pain, and then one out of 20, and then one out of 50, and then one out of 100. And next thing you know, nothing in your life is the same. Everybody knows the real you because all the people who can't handle the real you are gone. And that's not a bad thing. You have learned by yourself that you are worthy of love, not by everybody, because I have a newsflash for all of us. You don't want to be loved by everyone. That may be a story we tell ourselves in our head all the time, but you don't really want it. There are people you don't feel connected to. You don't feel aligned with. There may be a need in some of us to still be loved by those people because we feel like we have to appease the universe, but we don't really want that connection. So part of the self-work is on letting that go on dealing with the pain that there will be people who don't like you. And that's okay. Let them go and live the life they need to live with the people that they do feel connected to, right? Not even wishing them any ill, just letting them be released so that I don't have to be anchored by the relationship between us. But, and I don't know that this guy will do it. You've got to get through the nine times out of 10 and then get to the eight and the seven. And you get to stop at whatever point you want. But if you keep going, you get to this place. I'm not going to share, you know, sometimes I feel weird about sharing some of the ways in which this has shown up in my relationship with Sophie, because I feel like sometimes that can be triggering for people or it can, it can feel, um, especially nowadays, it can, some people think we'd be lying, just like that guy thought Sophie's like pretending, right? Is it's not like we don't fight, but we're, you know, 99.9% .9 authentic with each other, which is not how it started. Thank you for tuning in to the Ignited Heroes Recovery Podcast. I really hope you found the information here useful and that we'll see you back here next week. And look, I want to make sure that this podcast is the most useful it can be for you. So please let me know by emailing info at ignited.com if there are any specific topics or questions you'd like to have addressed. As usual, if you like this episode, I would love for you to leave us a five-star review and rating. Thanks and see you next week.